Teton Therapy has been serving the community of Riverton, Lander, Cheyenne, and Sheridan since 2001. They offer a wide range of advanced outpatient physical and occupational therapy solutions to improve and overcome pain from injury, surgery, and disabilities. Teton Therapy offers free 30-minute consults in all four locations in Lander, Riverton, Sheridan, and Cheyenne. Thank you, Teton Therapy, for sponsoring the Local Ladies Call to Action. Hello, Riverton and Fremont County. This is Bethany Baldus in the Porter's 10Cast studio. Today, I am joined with Kaya Reed for our call to action. Hello, hello. How are you doing today, Kaya? Good. How are you, Bethany? Good. So go ahead and introduce our guest for us. Okay. Well, I have a little bit of a history with community entry services. Um, As far as I know, it's the only job I can remember my mom has ever had. Um, Cynthia's been with them for... Let's see, how old are we? 33? 33, yeah. 33, so Cynthia's (laughs) been with them, my mother, um, almost all that time. So CES is close to my heart, and I am so excited to introduce Sean, um, the CEO of CES, and he's here to fill us in on the great community of community entry services. Cool. Thank you for being here, Sean. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity, and I love talking about CES and sharing what we do. And so, again, I want to thank you for this chance, and let's go. Yeah. So what can you tell us about CES? I mean, if no one has ever heard about community entry services, what, where would you start? Okay. I would, I would start with that we are a nonprofit or organization. We were established in 1975, so you know, over in Lander and Riverton, and now in Jackson. We've been in Jackson for three decades. So yeah. we've been around for a long time, and uh, we employ a lot of people, and our mission is to empower the people that we support with disabilities to uh, lead satisfying, productive lives in the community, be accepted as part of their community. Right. And it's so important because, I mean, you, you see CES patients or clients, or are they called clients? 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 Uh, or is that changing? Or And, and <laughs> in our field, it does change, you know, the political correctness of it. But, you know, um, we try not to label them, but if sure. we have to, to, to identify them as a group, we, we use the term person served or clients. There we go. Person served. Yeah, and you see them everywhere. I mean, they are such a staple, like you said, of our community, and we love them. And so to be able to have CES in three good communities in Wyoming to be able to give them services to get them out in the community is great. Right, and and we provide support to people who are on all ends of the spectrum of disability. So, for example, we have people who um, require total care, nonverbal, non-ambulatory, tube-fed, all the way up to people who you might not even know that we support that are working sure. out in the community and own their own homes. Yeah. And, and so the support intensity is based on their needs. And we try to be as invisible as we can in one sense. Um, but at the same time, we, we certainly push to get our folks that we support included in everyday activities. Sure. And How we're lucky. We got, we got Lander, Riverton, Jackson. We got three wonderful yes, communities yeah. that... Without without all their support and involvement with our agency, we wouldn't be successful. Right. How does an individual get um, kind of, what's the process to get involved with CES, like to be a person served within your guys' community? Uh, you have to, uh, that's a complicated question. I'll, I'll, try <laughs> to, I'll try to iron this out. First off, you have to have a developmental disability, intellectual developmental disability, or an acquired brain injury. We have two separate programs. One program focuses on people with developmental or intellectual disabilities, and the other one is for people with acquired or traumatic brain injuries. 
And so that's the first thing to be eligible. Second thing is a funding source, of course. Um, we, we do provide a lot of pro bono work um, for people, but we require funding sources, which then it determines um, what level of severity they have to be at to meet the different funding requirements. Sure. So our primary one is through the Medicaid, what we call the Medicaid community-based waivers. That provides probably about 80% of our funding to support people. And to qualify for that, again, you have to have an identified disability to the degree that requires the supports, as well as financial eligibility. You can't have a lot of money. Right. But we also work with vocational rehabilitation, um, helping people find jobs out in the community. And we also work with all the different local school districts doing uh, student transition from school age to adult programming. Mm -hmm. Nice. And that's a lot of probably like your um, job shadowing and stuff that you do out in the community or is that we do that's that's if you see people out there a lot of times one-on-one if they're working at a store that's what we've done we've helped place them there and then we stay behind the scenes and just provide supports to not only the individual but the employers right to to help maintain success for that person right right. um i i know that it's been interesting as um we've grown up like having um some of your clients that we grew up with and then seeing them out in the world, like it's just such a beautiful transition of making sure that there's a place for everybody in our community and that kind of stuff. So certainly. And as you know, that's not how it's always been in the history. Right, right, right. Um, but it is nice that the generation that you folks are in, you grew up with that. Yep. Yeah. And it's really common for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to state my age, but <laughs> when I was going to school, that wasn't, that wasn't really seen. Mm-hmm. And so it is a, like you say, a, I'd say a really a beautiful thing. It's, yep. it's just a great thing. Yep, yep. There's so much opportunity out there, and it doesn't matter. Like, there's the services that can be provided for anybody. Um, so some of the different things, I know um, you guys have Neat Repeat, you have the recycling. What are some of the different places where you guys kind of are in the community that um, people know about or don't know about? It's interesting you mentioned that, because a lot of people that don't know anything about community entry services, they might say, oh, you got secondhand stores, right? <laughs> and we see you guys doing recycling. And that's kind of the phase, mm-hmm. and it's, but in all actuality, that's a real small part of what right. we do, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so some of the things that we do do, I mean, you mentioned that we do do recycling. We partner with the city of Riverton and the Solid Waste District, Fremont County Solid Waste District, to do recycling. We've been doing it since the early 90s. Uh, we do it. Our primary purpose of doing that is to create jobs for people with disabilities mm-hmm. and also to teach them work skills so maybe they can advance on to a more independent setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we appreciate the city of Riverton working with us. Um, Riverton should be proud, and we've talked about this because it's been in the news lately, mm-hmm. with the curbside recycling. We're one of the very few communities in Wyoming that's, that do that. Yep. And, it, and it's very nice not only for us, but it's, for, it's nice for our community to, it's, it's to hang our hat on that and say, yes, we do appreciate recycling so mm-hmm. we appreciate the city of riverton and all the customers solid waste district they support it um, they support our recycling efforts tremendously so mm-hmm. we have a great partnership so that's one thing a lot of people will see visually of ces well and that's created into such a beautiful area down there too like you guys started out just taking your cardboard down to a random place on monroe and now it's like an actual kind of compound that makes sense yes, and, and we couldn't do that the without ramps. Yep. The, the fremont county solid waste yep. district yep. or the city nice of riverton and, mm-hmm. and you're right we started on monroe back in like the early 90s mm-hmm. and we just did cardboard and plastic then mm-hmm. and it's expanded now and then it kind of retracted mm-hmm. um but uh it's been a great thing for us it's gosh, what 30 years old now that we've been doing it 99 wow 
pretty how, close how to 30. Is, yeah. How does time go by like that? Right. <laughs> You're like, oh, Bethany. <laughs> and we also, part of that recycling program in Riverton, I mean, Lander and Riverton are set up very similar in, the, in that people can take their stuff to the recycling centers and, and the drop stations down there. But also in Riverton, something we do, and you might see the truck running around town, we do commercial cardboard pickup. Oh. And we have over 100 um, businesses that uh, pay us a fee to collect their cardboard on a monthly basis. So we run it. That big truck, it's a rear-end loader. You see it, and it has a couple of our guys on it and a driver, and we work with businesses throughout. So saves them space in their, in their trash canisters, and it's a good thing. Yeah. Do um, the um, clients, do they make money while doing that then? Do they get a paid wage? <laughs> they do, and that's something that's a, kind of an important thing. In the history of, of providing supports for people with developmental disabilities, primarily there was what we called the old shelter workshops where people would get less than minimum wage, it would be based on their productivity, you know, yeah. how quick they could work. And so some people would get 50% or 20% of the market rate, um, which benefited a lot of our folks. But Wyoming took a stance. Oh, they kind of, as a state, really kind of wanted to get rid of it and eliminate um, these shelter work environments. And so now in order for us to be reimbursed at any level through our Medicaid programs, we have to have a job that's considered integrated which our neat repeats and our recycling is because they're around the public a lot. And they also have to make at least a minimum wage. So that's they're, they're, most of them are paid about minimum wage. Cool. Very good. At or above minimum mm-hmm. wage. That's very good. Uh, so what else? Is, the uh, biggest, a, a biggest kind of hidden thing is our housing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, we support about 170 clients. Wow. Um, primarily in Fremont County. We have about 35 in Jackson. So the rest are in Fremont County. And so to do that, we have a lot of houses that we own, mm-hmm. and we own a lot of apartment complexes that CES owns. And that's kind of an invisible service because we try to have those houses and residential sites spaced throughout the community so they don't stand out. Sure. And we try to maintain a nice environment for everybody so they don't stand out. And so that's a big portion of our program because, as, as we do, you know, you work 40 hours a week, 50, 60 hours a week, but the rest of that time is spent either in your home life with your right. families. And so... That's where a lot of our hours go to and our, a lot of our staffing patterns are, are to support people in their, in their residential settings, i.e. Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> so does that have respite care and stuff to go along with We it do then? do respite care um, to some degree. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of our houses are based on a 24-7, um, so we have staff there all the time. But we have people who live at home with their folks, mm-hmm. which is great, mm-hmm. but sometimes they need a, uh, a break or some assistance, and so people will come to our house, what you say, respite, and they might come stay at one of our homes, um, like on a weekend mm-hmm. or a few days a week, or if something happens with the family and they all of a sudden have to do something and they can't take the individual with them for multiple reasons, um, they can come stay with us. Well, it's a great way to transition them into you guys' care, maybe full-time eventually. You know, like, it's not just a shock to them. If they can live on their own, great. If not, then you guys have that. Right. capability. And we'll do that even not through our respite program, but through our full-time residential program. If we know somebody's going to need our services and come into our supports, we will start transitioning them. You know, maybe they'll come a couple days a week till they're used to it and then three days a week and whatever, whatever makes them feel comfortable. Right. And that care is 24 seven. I mean, speaking from experience, my mom works a night shift and so she works four days a week. Um, like think it's like her hours have changed lately, but like usually it's 12 hour shifts from eight to eight or something like that. So there's always someone with Yep, and it's, having care while they sleep. And it's, or, it's based on need. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have one-on-one people that need one-on-one attention. Right. 
um, all the way up to where you can have maybe four people with an overnight staff. And like you said, your mom's been with us for a long time. And I, I'm glad you talk about your mom. It's people like her and, and our, our staff that, that do this for a living that they're the ones that deserve the credit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not an easy job, Mm-mm. but it's kind of a fun job. Yeah. And, and we become family, the distant family to most of these folks. You right. know, you really care about them and spend a lot of time with them. But the people that, that work directly with our guides, that's where the rubber meets the road. That's mm-hmm. where those, That's the important part. And I think that's what make CES somewhat successful or very successful in by Wyoming standards is the people that we have working for us. We have a lot of great, what we call direct care support. And that goes from the homes up to where you guys are at meet repeat and the the staff that there that works with them during the day. And I mean, there's just all kinds of people that help support CES and the clients that go with it. We, in addition to that, we have our day program. Uh, and that's a place where people, we, we believe it's kind of healthy that people don't just stay at their homes all the time. Now, I've seen some states where people spend a majority of their time in their residential setting. We think it's more therapeutic to get up in the mornings and go do something, whether it's mm-hmm. a job, whether it's a recreational activity, whether it's a class. Right. Um, and, and our folks, um, as part of our day program, they do that. We have people that get up in the mornings. They don't just stay at home all day. Cool. And I've seen some programs do that. Right. But our folks, we, like I said, it's therapeutic. They get up, they come to the day, what we call a day habilitation, where they might participate in recreational classes or learning classes. Some sure. people were working on you know, appropriate behaviors when they're in a community, um, relationship building. And as part of that, we try to, to also integrate as much as our day program into the community as well. And we have a really wonderful um, cooperative relationship with Central Wyoming College. Mm. where during the week we have art classes up there provided by an artist, the oh. wonderful lady, Linda Johnson, who does great. She really gets some really nice stuff from our guys. So a few times a week they'll go to classes there. We also work with the communal pancake group, mm-hmm. and we yes. do acting classes. Oh, cool. And so um, Amara and Chris, and, and uh, they come up, and Cameron, and they – do acting classes yeah. and our guys love it oh i mm-hmm. bet and many of our guys are hams anyhow but they really <laughs> love to perform and so we had i think at the last class we had about 15 people awesome and they write the script so it's understandable and they work to the people's um intellectual abilities oh, nice. so they can actively participate in those plays and so those are just a couple of things we do we try to get out in the community and do a lot of stuff they go swimming in thermopolis every week we, we'll take longer trips on educational where we might work on learning the solar system as part of our class, building up to a trip to the planetarium. Or we'll go to the petroglyphs. We do a history of Wyoming, then we'll go see the petroglyphs and put it in action. So it's it's more meaningful. Sure. Well, and I think that that's such a great point and such an amazing mission to be on where you're actually like treating them like people because all of us feel better when we go out and do things. I mean, none of us want to be locked up in a house all day. So like having those programs set up is an amazing service that I think really probably sets you apart from the past and probably other programs still going on today. Sure. And another good example in Riverton is our Teton athletic club Mm -hmm. where the guys go up there and work out. Um, And it's worked into a job for one of our guys and Teton athletic club has been very supportive Yes. Um, they're a cool. wonderful organization, but we have the same things in Lander. Mm-hmm. You know, we do the yoga studios. We do all kinds of um, activities where we rely on community partners to help us make it successful. Sure. And in Jackson Hole as well, um, there's a lot of outdoor activities, a lot of therapeutic rec, acting, yoga, anything that you or I might want to do. And sure. It's, and it's based on what each individual would like to do. Sure. And 
Um, if you are a community partner within the community um, or somebody in the community that would like to become a community partner, how do they contact you guys and like kind of start making that partnership? Or do you guys seek them out? We A little of both. Yeah. Um, but it's mostly we seek them out. Yeah. <laughs> because it, it's kind of a, a, a two-edged sword mm-hmm. in the sense that we want to be very visual in mm-hmm. the community, but we also don't want to stand out. Right. Um, um, so it's kind of a cautious thing that we approach um anybody that would like to be a partner with us can always call me mm-hmm. and see what they have to offer what we can offer them because mm-hmm. we want to make it beneficial for them as well sure, sure. and they can just call up to the office and ask for me and mm-hmm. if they have any questions and we see what we can do very cool so and you mentioned voc rehab do you work closely with them um we do. ted Knowles and his group down there okay we do work with ted and we work with callie and lander and i'm not quite sure it used to be uh ted up in jackson but i'm not sure who it is now but uh, not Ted. I'm sorry, Chuck. But anyhow, he's, I think he's retired. Anyhow, we uh, we do work with them closely, and those are some of the folks that we serve 24/7. Might get services from Voc Rehab as well, and other individuals. That's the only service we'll provide. Okay, is is meeting that person, meeting their family, um, seeing what their job desires are, and then we go out and our, our we have a great employment specialist that goes out and develops what we call job work activities where they can experience them and try to find out what they like. And then if they find a job that they like, then we work with that employer to show the employer the benefits, but also help that person be successful. Um, sure. we, we, work, we work with them hand in hand until they understand the job and the employer's comfortable with us fading out. And that's our ultimate goal is to fade out and let those people stand on their own. Right, be independent as much as possible. That's great. Right. So what are, I can name two great fundraisers that you guys hold annually, um, you know, Festival of Trees that we just did in December. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? And then we can go into the Sure, Festival of Trees. Um, gosh, this was our 14th year, I think, that we've done that. Um, it's two nights. The, the, the first night of it, we do a family night. Uh, we try to make it affordable, and we try to make it real Christmassy and a lot of activities for the, the kids um, I know and, the, and enjoy Christmas. Yeah, the last two years that I've taken my little, oh, it has grown <laughs> and just the excitement that you walk in there. Because first of all, it's decorated gorgeously because of the trees. You guys don't, the trees go up and that's pretty much, I mean, you guys do a little bit more decoration, but those trees. And Speak the, for themselves. Yes, there we go. Thank you for coming from our community. And there's so many different activities from a cakewalk you guys do you get to meet Ethan's Santa? A, Ethan's a big cakewalk fan, isn't and he, he? you know, and he's yet to win a cakewalk at any of the cakewalks we've done. But he, he one of these years, he's going to get it. No, we've had a lot of disappointed kids. Yeah, it, we, it, it's good. It, it teaches them that it doesn't always work in their favor. We don't all get to be winners all the time. No. Right. One year for his birthday, he requested a cakewalk. So yeah, and I, I I'm, I'm the mom. I, I rigged it. So as soon as the music stopped and he landed, I, I didn't even draw a number. I just called his number. He was so excited. I'm like. Yes. Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> so not only do you do the cakewalk, they get to meet Santa. They get to meet Santa. We have a wonderful, uh, the real Santa. Yes. And uh, <laughs> it's great. That line gets pretty long. We do uh, Christmas ornament decorations. They do face painting. There's hot chocolate, cotton candy. We get the kids all sugared up. Yeah. And, and send them home. And yeah. again, <laughs> it wouldn't be successful, but we have hundreds of people mm-hmm. um, that show up for it. Right, and, now, and we're glad to be part of that. And I'm sure your employees help with it, but you probably get volunteers too, right? We do get volunteers, and a lot of the trees are done by volunteers. Yes. And, and we appreciate that. That's a, another partnership that we have is where we have some real generous um, businesses that will sponsor those Christmas trees and decorate those. And, Kay, you've been involved in that probably since the onset. 
Um, pretty close. Yeah. From first interstate bank to Teton therapy. And now, um, one of these years, our goal for Teton is to actually decorate it rather than just like, here, here's some money. You guys decorate it. But <laughs> and we, we do, do, we do that. have we, fun with that. We <laughs> offer that where if they want to just sponsor a tree that will decorate it. Yes. And, and Michelle Loma does a lot of that and she does a wonderful job. I'm but sure that's people, like all year round ideas that she's always, she's probably got a Pinterest board full uh, of ideas. I'd have to ask her that. I don't yeah. know much about <laughs> Pinterest. <laughs> Kaya and I would have one, and we'd be sharing it with each other. Yes. <laughs> but again, it, it's the support of local businesses that really help us um, with the fundraiser. And then the second night, of course, is the gala where we do the auction, and we auction off the trees. This year we had a play. Um, our folks came up and did a play, We and they'll do singing. And we try to make it a little entertaining and relaxing for folks, uh, have a nice dinner. And that's our festival of trees, and it's fun. Yeah. And we tried to do one big one. We don't want to saturate the community with fundraising, so we do one big one in each town. And the second one that's coming up, actually, April 25th, is our Dancing with the Stars mm-hmm. in Lander. And uh, we can't thank the volunteers over in Lander and even in Riverton to, that have really gotten involved to make that a really special event for this county. Well, um, and that one really, like, started in Lander, so it was just, like, they honed in on the Lander stars so to speak and now it's expanded into Riverton and it's so neat to see that you're, you're pulling from both communities to get over there. Yes this year we have four, te- four teams from Riverton and four teams from Lander yeah. and it's fun and I, I can't say enough thanks to the dancers I mean I, I know a lot of them yeah. and if, if they're like me they'd rather nail their foot to the floor <laughs> than dance but we get people that really get out of their comfort zone and actually enjoy what they're doing um, right. to get up in front of that crowd and, and show what they can do. Um, it's amazing you it's, can teach anyone to dance, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it gets kind of competitive. Yeah, kind of. And uh, the, the outfits, we have a, the great lighting, the music. It's just done. The, the event with all the volunteers and the help that we have, they've really pulled off a real professional environment for that Dancing with the Stars. And it's very well received. And, and again, we thank people who buy tickets and sponsor it and come to it. It helps us. Well, and it's held at the beautiful community center over in Lander, too. So, you, I mean, just having that setting in our county to mm-hmm. be able to go oh, to. Oh, it's a gorgeous setting. Yeah. It, it really is. It really just enhances the whole the whole night. Yes. Yeah. But it's fun. If you haven't been to it, it's, it's, a, it's a blast. Yes, there's plenty of people. When is that this year? Um, April 25th. 25th. Yep, and there's plenty of people in Riverton that are selling tickets, or you can probably contact CES, too. What's yes. your number? 856-5576. I was going to say that, but I'm like, I'm not sure if that's it. That's it. So Jackson, do you know much? Jackson, our fundraiser in Jackson is what we call the art of love. And we started it, I think, three years ago, maybe four. Um, And uh, what we do is what we had is ceramic plates that were put together. And then all the local artists, because there's some great artists, internationally recognized artists in Jackson. Mm -hmm. And uh, they'll paint those plates and then they donate them and then they auction those off. And they have a really nice gala night where it's just cocktails and fancy. And, and again, it's been a wonderful fundraiser for us. This year we're switching over to vases and as opposed to plates. Cool. And uh, sure. I think one year we had a $12,000 plate. Wow. That, that somebody bought a. That's why you so. do that one in Jackson, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's, we, uh, and and the, 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 the woman that was responsible for bringing that to us um, has a, an adult son with a disability who lives in another state. And she's really... Um, brought some good ideas to us. Cool. And she's really involved in it, and it's run by a lot of volunteers as well. So that, volunteers have been wonderful. Right. Well, it makes your fundraisers be able to be more of fundraisers rather than events if you have volunteers helping and mm-hmm. community partners so that you're actually making money 
than instead of just setting up this thing for right. the right. community. So. so with that, how does one get involved if you're not employed by you guys and are wanting to help out one of the events or do something behind the scenes? What, what's the best way to do that? Call me. Call you? <laughs> call me and I'll get you to the right person. Yeah. But yeah, anybody that wants to help and volunteer, we, we appreciate that. And they can call up to the office and just ask for me and then I'll make sure I get them to the right person. Do you guys um, offer like training because you are working with... Depending on what they're doing. Um, like for some of the special events where they're not around the individuals that we support, mm-hmm. um, there's not a lot of training. Sure. You get trained more specifically to the task and the, and the event. If you want to come up and volunteer and you're actually working with some of our individuals or around them, then we do do some training focused a lot on uh, what disabilities are, on confidentiality, HIPAA laws, right. uh, and we do do background screenings. Uh, we do background screenings on all our staff and volunteers that are going to be involved um, directly with the clients. We do background screenings, which includes fingerprinting. Yeah. Well, you guys are also such a big employer within the community as well, um, just providing all those different levels of jobs too, from full-time to part-time to um, like staying on in a location with clients to whatever else you guys have. So, I I mean, there's a lot of employees. So there's always job opportunities too. We do. Um, Our turnover rate has been historically low the last two years, which we're very proud of. And we're very glad. (laughs) Um, That's not always the case. Like I said earlier, this is, it's a pretty tough job. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we have a lot of uh, responsibilities that those folks take on, all, you know, from, from working hand-in-hand, learning the disabilities, um, all the way up to medication management. Right. And they do a lot of stuff, a lot of responsibilities. That's why I said earlier that that's what makes us so successful is the people that do that direct support professional work. And yeah. when I say professional, I mean professional. These right. people aren't just somebody you pull off the street Right. And they just take somebody out. Right. They have to go through a lot of training, and we have a lot of expectations f- from them. Right. How many employees did you say you guys We have? have close to the number of people we serve. So I want to say 170, 180. 170. I was going to say, like, if you – I feel like you can just think CES employees, and you can always come up with at least a handful who have worked there at times or are working there that are big in our community and – important to our community sure well thanks and, and we try to be um, mm-hmm. we want to be a good employer um, you know I grew up here and I was fortunate enough to get into this job a long time ago and it's important to me to keep jobs in this community right and so that's a whole other thing that I tried to work on is by making our business successful is being able to employ people and give people opportunities to to stay here mm-hmm. and I think we've done an okay job with that you know we could expand our business if we had um, more workforce. Right. I know that. We have people from different parts of the state that want to come to CES. And we have to be careful on that because we don't want to overextend. But if we could expand our program and create more jobs for local people, that's certainly something that we want to do. We've been fortunate in the sense that we're the largest provider of this type of service in the state of Wyoming. And I think that's a lot because of the communities that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you guys have a website, Facebook. What is all of that realm look like we have both, both. Um, <laughs> i'm not really Instagram, into s- tiktok no, i'm, <laughs> I'm kind of old school so we we uh we do have a facebook okay we have cs facebook yeah. a jackson cs facebook we have a dancing with the stars facebook mm-hmm. and we have our website mm-hmm. cs-usa.com 
And uh, yeah, we're in the modern age. Yeah, <laughs> good deal. <laughs> I, I, I yesterday my guest oh, we were talking about um, TikTok, and it's like what's TikTok? Ugh, ask your granddaughter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Chloe would probably know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's out on that iPad out there. Okay. It's it's a I don't know what it is. It's, okay. a, it's yeah. a new thing. I'll learn it. <laughs> <laughs> it might be fun actually for the. Find somebody that can explain it to you better than I can, and it might be something that would be fun. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, very good. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for coming on today and everything that you guys do for our uh, community. It's I think it's a very amazing mission that you guys are on, and the services that you guys provide are really up there, I think. so. Well, thank you. You don't have to thank me. I got a job I love. Yeah. I, I <laughs> lucked into it. I'm glad I have it. I enjoy getting up to work every day, so you don't have to thank me. I want to thank you folks for letting us share information about CES. And, and I want a, sh- a shout out, of course, to all our staff you know, that really make it work. Very good. So, again, if you have any questions, Sean is willing call to, to call and talk. And it's 856-5576. Um, and they are on, what's your guys' address at Peck? 2441 Peck Avenue. Okay. And you can also stop in and just ask for me. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. This week's Local Ladies podcast was brought to you by Teton Therapy, located in Riverton, Lander, Sheridan, and Cheyenne. Thank you for joining me this week, Kaya. Yes, thank you for having me. It was such a pleasure. I know all of our communities got hit with the heavy snow that is going on right now. Proper mechanics when it comes to shoveling. You didn't use it with that wet, wet heavy snow. Come in and see us at all four locations. We offer free 30-minute consults that can help put you back in alignment if you need physical therapy or just some ice on it sometimes. <laughs> just some There's a lot of ice. There is a lot of ice. <laughs> um, and if you end up falling and injuring yourself, you guys are the first stop to go. Yes, we are. Yes. Sometimes you need to see the doctor first, <laughs> but if you can't get into the doctor, come see us. We can see if you need to see the doctor. If not, we'll get you going. Perfect. Thank you so much, Kaya. Thank you.